0: Right baby, another episode of Outside Shots, just like a skillet. here to kill it. Let's go. I'm busy. My man shows up late today. Now he's busy on the
1: phone.
0: Am I?
1: I don't know. you Yeah, prior obligations? And I give you my time. Think about that. So I must really think very highly of you, huh? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or you know, yeah. Just having a good day today, Eddie. That's that's all we're trying to do. You can't have. You, how can you not? You go outside and it's 75 degrees. It's beautiful outside today. Um, it's beautiful for the Phoenix Suns too. Uh,
0: because they are now on to the second round to face the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Eddie, you've had a couple days to kind of process what's happened in that five-game series. What were your biggest takeaways?
1: Well, the takeaway, I think, let's give the Clippers credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people think the Suns struggled and all of that, and they still have to blend. Yeah, that's true. But it's hard to play against a Band-Aid team, meaning a a Band-Aid team full of talented players. Mm -hmm. Like, the Suns were ready for Kawhi Leonard. They were ready to see how they were going to, you know, defend him and do things against him. And then when that gets thrown away, all of a sudden you got Russell Westbrook that has taken like five years, six years back, and Mm -hmm. he's playing like MVP Russ. Now you got to make that adjustment. Norman Powell is playing out of his mind the way he's getting to the rim and he's shooting jumpers. And so you have to adjust to that. And, and the Clippers, to their credit, they were very aggressive. Ty Lue's a tremendous coach. He junked up the game with his defenses. And so it wasn't a comfortable game mm-hmm. for the Suns. And so, yeah, at times they looked out of sorts and it looked like they weren't playing well. It's more so that they were adjusting to what was being thrown at them in a unique way. That's not going to happen against Denver. So give credit to Ty Lue, one of the best coaches in the league. That really had the Suns off kilter. But when it's all said and done, people can nitpick all they want. It was a reverse sweep. Yeah. Yeah. They lost the first and they won the next four. So, gentlemen's sweep. How many teams are still playing in the first round? Mm, We're about to get to one of those
0: that are not. Exactly. (laughs) I I thought that overall, I thought the Suns started to find their chemistry. In, the, in games four and five, especially in the second halves of those games, especially in the third quarter of those games. Uh, I'm a little concerned about, you know, listen, you, you went on a on an all-time heater in the third quarter the other night, and then all of a sudden, you let the, the Clippers go on a heater and just get wide open shots, and, and you gotta credit them for hitting those big time shots and cutting the lead down to two. But ultimately, they won the game. Uh, outside of Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, because we know what they're going to bring night in and night out. Against the Denver Nuggets specifically, who do you think has to play at a high level in order to overcome what Denver is going to try to put on the board in in terms of points, Um, just in general? like Give me one player that you're looking to really kind of solidify themselves as
1: that third player that is going to help this team overcome Denver. I mean I think Chris Paul uh is going to get a lot of good looks. Uh and he's got to shoot the ball and he will. Uh you know his ultimate playmaking days I think uh, are over in a sense mm-hmm. uh with this team cuz he has so many he got KD he's got Devin that can you know obviously facilitate. He doesn't have to have that pressure on him to bring the ball up now as much as he had to before. So I think you know he's he's learning that, you know, it's this is a unique situation for him. But a lot of spot-up shots he's going to get, and he's got to be willing to still take those and be aggressive off the two-man game. I think he will be huge in this series uh, for the Suns. Because, you know, Devin and Katie going to get their numbers. And DeAndre, whether you like it or not, he's going to get his double-doubles. Uh, and so it's going to be Chris, uh, I think, that really has to, you know, be that wild card. Mm. Uh, for the Suns in, in regards to the starters.
0: Yeah, because you, when you look at the Denver Nuggets, you look at their four-headed monster, um, where you have Jokic, Murray, then you have MPJ, and then you have Aaron Gordon uh, matched up against our four-headed monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it, it kind of goes to the bench. Who else is going to step up? Who else is going to play? And I think, I think there's a misconception about Denver's bench that they are – A high level scoring unit or can produce at a high level because I see them much as the same as what the Suns have, where they can be inconsistent, they don't necessarily produce a lot of points every single game. Um, I I think the Suns can match up very well with the Denver Nuggets, especially on their bench unit. What do you think?
1: Well, well, yeah, I I do. And and the Nuggets only going to go seven and maybe eight deep. That's Mm -hmm. it. Uh, that's what the the Suns have the possibility to go further. It all depends on the flow of the game. A lot of people getting on the Suns bench, but you know those are the same guys that almost beat the Clippers when they were very desperate with Kawhi a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, those same guys. I, I just think it just they just got caught up in the in the urgency of the moment in this series. The Clippers played the Suns very well. Monty couldn't really stretch the bench out. As much as he would have liked, I think in this Denver series, I think we're going to see that. I think Mike Malone will rest his guys, and that will give Monty an opportunity to 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 rest it, to rest KD and, and Book and Chris and 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 give some rope uh, to these bench guys because this is a, this is a road series for the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. First two on the road, and a lot of times the team that has good production from their bench is probably going to steal a game on the road. So I imagine these guys will play a lot differently. I don't know between Torrey Craig or Josh who he would start, uh, but that gives you know the bonus of uh, a guy coming off that has the starters minutes in in those two. And then, like I said, I, I think TJ Warren, for us all said and done, is going to help the Suns win a playoff game. Uh, I think Monty tried to get him some minutes doing the Clipper series but again you know timing was just off because the clippers were playing so well so yeah it's about even in that regard yeah and the suns i think have the more firepower yeah. in my estimation off the bench if it works i, I you know
0: i it's interesting you brought up Josh Akogi and Torrey Craig because I think everybody was caught off guard that Tory Craig was going to get the start at the beginning of the series, which he continued to do throughout the series. Uh-huh. Um, I would not be surprised if they did go back to Josh Akogi because I think, I don't know, for me, from, from, a, from a, a personnel standpoint and a production standpoint, it looked like you had peak Tory at the beginning of the series and now he's kind of dropping back to his average um, and so maybe making that switch and having Josh Akogi back in that starting lineup and getting Tory back off the bench mm-hmm. will, will give that, that bench unit a little bit more of a lift because they, they need it. I do think that they need it. And also, like, there is a part of me that – and if you've watched any of our shows – I have major concerns about. I don't have concerns about Malone versus Monty, but I do feel like Monty kind of got outcoached against the LA Clippers team because of the variety of different defenses that were thrown at the Suns that they were not prepared for, not really able to take advantage of in such a significant way. They were able to they were able to do enough to win the series, which is great. But I think Monty had some some errors. For instance, I was shocked that three minutes left to go in the game, game on the line, really close, your team's a little rattled because the Clippers are coming back, and you swap out Josh Akogi for for Landry Schammett, and the excuse is, well, we needed some offense off the bench. Landry Shamit hasn't given you offense all series, so why would you think he would do it now? So that that concerns me.
1: Well, one thing you should relax with is Denver can't do what. The clippers did exactly we know that to they, be true they can't sure. they, no. they, they can't they can't throw five little guys out there they're not going to do that uh and then i don't think they can you know the clippers were not only uh strong but they were very quick and they could all shoot and i don't think the Suns have to worry about that going to different junk defenses and, mm-hmm. and trying to mess the game up uh Either one, Torrey Craig or or Josh. I mean, Torrey obviously is going to be hyped because that's a team that he played for, and uh, so you always like to have a guy play that going against his old team because he's going to be amped up. But it all depends on matchups, right? Jamal Murray, if he gets it going, and and you know, Monty doesn't want to get you know Devin in foul trouble or Chris in foul trouble, put Josh on him. I think the key for the Suns in the series totally without. It, is it. just cut down, shut down one of those other two. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. I don't think Aaron Gordon's gonna score a ton of points. If he's guarding KD, he's gonna be worn down trying to chase him and deal with him. Mm-hmm. So I would say focus on Jamal Murray and not let him have huge games. Let Joker go ahead and take 29 shots. He took 26 and 29 last two games. I would love for him to do that. Yeah. Because it takes away from everything else that they do. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see a problem. I think Suns fans are going to see the full spectrum of the team in the Denver series. They okay. could not see it in the Clipper series. Okay, all right. Well, uh, one of those guys that's going to be very,
0: very important and and it's been it's a, a, been an integral part of what we've been doing. Obviously, is uh, one Mister Devin Booker and. It is Booker's time right now. And I don't know, um, you know, we've seen greats in Charles Barkley. We've seen Steve Nash have their years and have their moments. But I don't think outside of maybe Charles in the Western Conference uh, finals. Sorry, EJ. um, When he had a massive performance in that game. um, Have we seen the level of performance in a playoff series like we saw from Devin Booker in this series, especially in the closeout game. Devin Booker seems like he's just reaching a whole nother level. Uh-huh. Um, I think everybody could, you know, across the league, you could sit there and say that, um, you know, Devin Booker was a star. Um, but I think more than anything now, he's a he's a superstar, and he's on the verge of being a megastar if he continues at this pace. Uh, what did you see from Devin Booker in this series that made you – Kind of even have to da- take a double take, even though that you've been an avid Devin Booker supporter as
1: well. Well, just the maniacal uh, attitude towards just wanting to dominate just took an extra level. Uh, and it's hard to to go up a level just based on the numbers he's already put up since he's been a Phoenix Sun and been in the league. But it just reached a new crescendo. I yeah. mean, especially all around the energy that he just displayed in the series. Like I said, it wasn't an easy series for him. This, was, this When he was scoring these numbers, man, it wasn't easy. He's getting knocked around. Mm-hmm. He's being guarded by guys that can slide their feet and stay in front of him, And yet it pushed him to a level to just dominate them. And that's that's where I'm at with Devin right now. He is, He is playing his best basketball at the right time. And it can get even better. Yeah. And that's the scary part about it. And think about it this way. He's scoring 40 points, and Kevin Durant's on his team. Now, that's hard to do. And then leaving enough room for KD to go get his 30. Mm-hmm. So, to me, they have really blended well together, uh, and and that's huge, especially going against Denver. You know, the altitude could be a problem early on. I don't know how soon the Suns are going up there, uh, but, you know, it's always good to – you know, some coaches think get up there – the day before or so if I'm getting an extra day to get acclimated, however it is, it's always going to affect you. And that's why I know the bench has to be used uh, because guys do have to get that second win mm-hmm. uh, because that altitude up there is no joke. Yeah, they, they're they up there today, practice this afternoon. Gerald Bourget is actually
0: out there. Uh, as we speak right now. So that's cool. He'll be uh, giving us some updates all, all week long, and he'll be uh, giving you updates from the from the arena after these games. Uh, and, and going back to Devin Booker, you know, obviously we, we played a Kobe video where Kobe was kind of, you know, talking about how in the first game he ever played against Devin Booker, his last in Arizona, um, he, Booker tried to use his move on him, and he was just like, no, nah, man, that, that was never going to work. But... He saw something in Devin Booker specifically. And going back to your point about the maniacal part, you know, I I mentioned several times, like one of the things that always caught me off guard um, the first time I ever watched Devin Booker in practice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was him, um, it was uh, a couple other guys. DeAnthony Melton was on that team at the time. And um, they would do these drills. um, They were basically playing one on one to end practice. And Devin Booker would just absolutely. Try to take somebody's soul in those practices. He did not let up not one bit mm-hmm. it, during that time, and they were a 19 win team at that point. Yeah, um, I think people underestimate how intense he is uh, when he's not going at the officials, because <laughs> he's he's a he's he's an amazing player, and his work ethic matches, and that's what truly makes
1: greatness. I mean, to to survive in this sport at this level, you have to remind people sometimes, you know, it's 400 plus players in the entire NBA. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody can play in the NBA, couch potatoes and water boys. Had to throw that in there. You know, if you're in the NBA, you can play. Uh, I don't think people saw too much of Plumlee over the last number of years. How good did he look? Yeah. So, uh, you gotta be competitive, man. Like, most athletes that I've been around, that were excellent players. Competitive in everything. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what it was. Like, we see right now who can grab that faster. I did. You too slow. Okay. All right. See if you'd asked me that, I would have I would have known what you were doing and I would have just grabbed it even before it came out of your mouth. But competitive at everything. All right. I don't even know how to respond to that. Well do you don't need to respond. You know, maybe a little bit past your level. All right. Okay. Maybe, like, you know, I don't know. But still, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, man. Like, people play golf with me. They, I mean, t- from the moment we tee off, you know it. I'm trying to get in your head, right? You know this. That's it. Like, I walk in here this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm on you as soon as I walk in. I the know door. you are. And, you and, walk and in. Devin's the same way. Devin is the same way. Very competitive. KD's the same way. Chris Paul's the same way. It's like, it's not just Devin. Devin has been schooled to a higher level by guys he's encountered in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So that's just the nature of it. And that's the part that a lot of times, you know, the fans don't get to see. They just see a mild-mannered guy or they'll see somebody once they get to the game. Mm -hmm. Man, please. They play cards so much on that plane. And a lot of times they're holding up the buses because they still gotta finish their last hand. Mm-hmm. So it's just competition, you like you grow in it, man, and everything that you do, you're competitive. So I'm not shocked. And Kobe's his favorite player, and that was the most competitive dude, you know, yeah. probably in the history of the game in regards to his Craziness in how he attacked the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. Um, oh Eddie probably needs some OGs right now because uh, he's a little he's a little hype. I, anyway. I, I mean you need probably need something to pick you up, to be honest with you. But uh, listen, OGs.com uh, ogsbrands.com, the best edible in the game. Uh, they are the sponsors of this terrific show. So make sure you you follow them on social media, but also go to OGsBrands.com and find yourself a nice little happy balance gummy or a sativa or an indica. You know, the sativas, you know, they pick you up a little bit give you a little bit of energy, make you feel good. Uh the indicas, mellow you out, mellow you out. And that's that's great. They got they got the 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 cream brands, which is like your your uh orange cream sickle, uh you have your strawberries and cream, and then you have your uh, happy balance gummy, which is the strawberries and cream blend of a 1 to 1 THC to CBD ratio. So, uh make sure you check them out at ogsbrands.com. And also while you're here, Hey, give us some love. Hit that thumbs up button. Give us a like. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel so that way you can get alerts anytime EJ comes in grumpy because he didn't get his muffins
1: uh, the right way. Tell you what. I mean, you naming out all, all them flavors. I mean, you going to give me some ice cream with it. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe
0: they'll make some ice cream. I don't know. I mean, who, who knows, man? I mean, uh, yeah. honestly, there are some dispensaries that do make ice cream and they do make like pizza. Uh, which is dangerous because you, I mean, you try eating all that pizza, uh, 250 milligrams of, uh, it's just a lot. That's a lot. Um, so, (laughs) um, we, you know, listen, you know, I, I didn't grab, I didn't grab this, uh, this coaster or whatever the hell it is that you just swiped off the table. Uh, so that might be a failure on my part, but you know, there you go. See, there it is. See, I, I was ready this time. I was um, just putting it back. But one of the things uh, that kind of went viral this morning and late last night was uh, Giannis because of how their series ended and them losing to the Milwaukee, or Miami Heat in five games as the one seed. Uh, he had this to say about failure. But I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as
2: a failure? Oh, my God. Uh, OK, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. OK, uh, do, you get, do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every, every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal right, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide a house for them or take care of your parents, you work towards it. goal. It's not a failure, it's steps to success, you know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it, you know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships, the other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me? Oh. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? No, I mean, I don't
1: think
2: so, no? Okay, exactly. So, why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other people people's going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball, you know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So, 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one, hopefully we can win another one. But uh.
0: Okay, so I have a couple things. I love Giannis, and I love how how authentic he is. I love his perspective. I'm going to disagree with him on, on this. Not that if you don't win a championship, it doesn't mean that your season was a failure. I would agree with that, and I don't think that uh, this is necessarily in that boat. It's not like he got to the finals or the Eastern Conference finals or shit, the second round. And lost and the season's a failure. But what I will say is this. You have to win 16 games to win a championship in the playoffs. Okay? You won one as the one seed. That is is an abject failure. It just is. I'm sorry that you didn't like the fact that you know there, there are steps to this, cool. But in any measure, in any industry, if Eddie, if I said, hey, we have to hit 16 million downloads by the end of this year and we barely got one million at the end of this year, this year would be considered an abject failure. It just would be. By any standard, in any measure, if you come up with, what is it? 7% of your targeted goal, that's not good. That's not good. And I do, listen, I think that's a fair question to ask in, in this in this uh, moment. And I think that his response um, was, was valid, but I don't agree with it because you can't just constantly say that everything is going to be okay or everything is going to be um, viewed and it, it, there's different levels to this. Mm-hmm. This was a failure. It just was.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of definitions for failure, right? The ways you can look at it, right? The main one is just lack of success, right? If you want to just, you know, get to it, right? But also state or event of not meeting a desired or intended objective. I like that one because when you start every season, your goal is one, to make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. two, to get a high seed, to send a message that you're one of the most dominant teams Milwaukee had the best record in the league right Uh, they have arguably most people consider Giannis Mm -hmm. to be the best player in the league it's a failure Uh, it doesn't go for everyone if Memphis loses to the Lakers, it's not a failure. They lost to LeBron. Uh the Clippers losing is not a failure. They had injured players. The Kings. The failure is, the failure is that their top players can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. The Kings, if they lose, it's not a failure, especially now with De'Aaron Fox with a broken finger. Uh yeah. If Boston loses this year after making the finals the year before and getting off to a great start, it's a failure because they're considered the team to beat. If Golden State does not win the title, it's not a failure because they're old, they struggled all year, they couldn't win on the road. All the little necessary things, they changed their team, they had to trade their top pick, Wiseman, They've traveled that road so much, they might have run out of gas. It's so many things that you can say, okay, it's not a failure because they have so much success behind them. It's a failure for Giannis because he is considered the best. It bothers me when I've had to watch LeBron over basically, I'm not going to say 20 years because early in his career, he didn't have that immense pressure, but – 15 years, always get criticized when he lost. Mm-hmm. Always people looked at it, he failed. Not all, not all the time. I mean, everybody knew Golden State had a better team than them, yeah. especially with KD. But, you know, people would label that on him if it was a failure. Yeah. And Giannis has to – when you're a great player, man, you got to take all the great things you get, but you got to take some bad. Yeah. All right. Now, you were injured without a doubt. So you have a semi excuse. Okay. You missed two games. If you had been healthy those two games and been playing, then this wouldn't have probably happened. Yeah. But for your team, it's a failure. Yes. It is a failure because you weren't expecting to be put out in the first round by an AFC, by a team that had to play two games and to play in to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we just have to take into account, too, that Giannis, although he has been in America a lot of years now, he still is a foreigner. And a lot of times the way they think is a little different than ours, okay? And everybody doesn't have to grasp onto the American way, all right? So, uh, you know, his mentality is a little bit different. And so I'll give him a break on that one, but I just thought that response was out of line because, to me, he should have been up there saying this. Man, we blew it. Yeah. We should have been better. I'm ticked off. You know, I mean, I didn't get that from him, and don't tell me you are not ticked off. Don't tell me you didn't get in your car and curse because I guarantee you, a couple of years ago, you got in your car and you did a damn video. You, about, you went to a restaurant and said you wanted a 50 piece. Okay. I wanna hear that. Yeah. Like you yeah. no, it's a failure, man. And accept accept the criticism that you're gonna get your t- you and your team over the next few weeks because you're not supposed to lose to an eighth seed. He
0: he brought up Michael Jordan. Uh, And you knew that was going to catch my attention. Um, And he talked about, you know, Michael Jordan won six times, but he lost the other nine. You know, would you consider those a failure? Um, I think getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and back-to-back years against the Pistons, who ended up winning a championship, uh, was a failure the second time. Maybe not the first time around, but it also led to something else. And not every failure means that's the end-all be-all to his point maybe is that, you know, you can learn from your failures. You know, Michael Jordan in that famous commercial said, I missed more than 9,000 shots yeah. in my career. I've, I've lost almost 300 games, Twenty-six times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Because you learn from your failures and you move on. But you have to acknowledge the failure in the first place in order to learn from the failure and move yeah. on. Yeah. And you can't win one game as the eight seed. Whether Giannis was hurt or not doesn't matter. You had a good enough team to at least get a dub here or there. You, you double it.
1: figures you, in this game, and you were and you were killing up sixteen. Okay. and they blew and, it. And 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 and. Uh, I'll, I'll, let, me, let me let me add something to the Michael Jordan thing. And Michael was losing to champions yes. in the East. In the East. Now, when he got out of the East, uh, those teams that he played not you know, rated as high as the ones LeBron had to face. I just want to throw oh, that out. Come on. They weren't. Don't get me started, please. Oh LeBron had LeBron San Antonio, Golden State. Really? You gonna tell me the teams that Michael
0: beat in the but, finals? But what I'll say is, we we can't really argue this because when he got to the finals, he took care of business.
1: No, no, no. But but the the teams he was playing did were they an all time team like Golden State and San Antonio were? No, you know it. So don't even try to don't even try to work around it. I thought the Suns were, but okay. Don't even try to work around it. All right, please <laughs> stop. <laughs> You know, you got me off track now. You know, get me (laughs) back on track. Old man talking. You know, so what he has to understand, Giannis, is that he's the reason they lost, even though he had 30. He was 10 for 23 from the free throw line. You win the game. So that's why I got a little disturbed with Giannis last night with this. Giannis, no, no, no. Forget Hoser making some bonehead non-calls. Forget Jimmy Butler getting 42. You missed 13 free throws. 13.
0: That team looked rattled too. That's why you lost. That team looked rattled you, as hell. He went double
1: figures. If he makes eight, they went double figures because it would have turned into double figures because Miami would have been rushing shots and you've been getting rebounds, going the other way, scoring, blowing them out. 13 free throws individually you missed.
0: Yes. So you should be going back to your point, And somebody else also made this point for me um, about LeBron. We, we, we don't have to go into this, but what I will say is this like, yes, when he had, to, when he got to the finals, he had to face some dogs in the West for sure. But he also got a fucking paperweights. Of an Eastern Conference to deal with for like a decade and a half.
1: He made them look like paperweight. They were terrible.
0: You just the, like you
1: say. The just, Orlando
0: Magic were a fucking wagon? Just
1: like you say, Michael Jordan never had to go to a seventh game. Just like you say, Michael Jordan never had to go to a seventh game. Or he doesn't have as much many clutch shots as LeBron in the finals and in the playoffs. The common response is... Oh, because they were blowing everybody else out. They didn't need to go seven games or they didn't need to have to take a tough shot. Okay, if you're going to say that, then I'm going to tell you that LeBron dominated the East so much that it just made it look like they couldn't play. But yet Toronto was winning 55 games. The Bulls were winning 56, 57 games. So I don't want to hear it. He was beating teams that were winning, but it did look easy. To your point. It did look easy, to just your like point, it looked easy for Michael. To your point. Don't no want to hear it. To
0: your point, are any one of those teams that you just named off considered any of the greatest?
1: What do you mean any of the greatest? No. Okay. that's And that's, no, the, way, right? and that's, that's the same I'm point you not, made about the West. Right. So I'm not okay. bringing that up. But right. but to win a title, to win the you don't win the title by winning the East. Okay, yeah, it, it no, worked clearly. You, like, because LeBron you, would you have eighteen championships. Right. You, well, <laughs> yes, so, but, but so that's fine. But you don't win a title by winning the East. You win the title by winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and when they when they got to the whole thing, eh, eh. What do you mean, eh? Eh, it wasn't it wasn't this. Cause it wasn't the teams that LeBron faced. Oh. Those, just wasn't. Listen, Eddie, okay. I he faced Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, two straight years. He faced the Warriors four times. He faced San Antonio, which had three Hall of Famers, and Tim Duncan, okay, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker, and Kawhi Leonard added on, who got MVP of the finals. So, yeah, those are the teams he lost to. Oh, and by the way, those are the teams he beat. Okay. All right.
2: Those are the teams he beat. Since we want to what? go
0: down this road, uh, okay, they played a depleted Lakers team. I'll give you that Magic and company, but they were they were on the back end of the hill. Fine, whatever. Uh, that Portland team was a wagon, and you know they were a wagon. Drexler, uh, you had they Porter. were very had, good, not
1: were, but not compared to Golden State and George, San Antonio. Yeah. Oh my god. Not compared to San Antonio and Golden State. Yes. Golden State oh had the God. three best freaking shooters Dude. in the history of the game on their team, oh. and according to Draymond, the best defender in the yeah. history of the game. Yeah. Okay, so and then you got San Antonio with Tim Duncan, and Tim Duncan, and Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili—really, all Hall of Famers? Are you kidding me? Oh my God! Stop.
0: Okay. You need to stop, No, man. you need to
1: stop because, listen, you're talking about
0: uh, – then you got the Suns who have, were a very, very good team. Any other year you take Michael Jordan out of this scenario, all six of those teams the, team won the championship. The Suns should have beaten them. No,
1: no, the Suns – Because
0: the Knicks weren't going to get it done against the, any of those teams. And the teams.
1: Suns should have beaten them, which, says, which gives them more of an indictment. The Suns should have beaten them. But he they was, couldn't because
0: they got Mike. No, he,
1: uh, he was uh, – no, they had John Paxson. Oh my God! If John Paxson does not make that shot, look, it's great. If Michael doesn't score eight points no, in the no, last two minutes to no. get him to that spot, they don't even
0: come close. That's
1: fine, but he was dead tired. Then I'm <laughs> sitting right there watching it. Oh, oh, I'm right there watching the dude. He was gassed. He was getting. Ga- he's even. He even admitted it. He was done. I'm telling you right now. If John Paxson, Danny Ainge, I don't know what was going on with him, lead a man wide open. But no, he was point shaving is what he was doing. But if John Paxson had not made that <laughs> shot, and you talk to any Suns player, they'll tell you. You talk to the fans, they'll tell you. John Paxson had not made that shot, Suns would have beaten up. And then that would have validated exactly what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. If if ifs so were fifth, then we'd all be drunk. Right, Devin?
1: With John, right,
0: Devin? Well, John, John, pa- John Paxson, the one <laughs> did it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get away from this because we could go on all day about this. Uh, draft day, NFL draft. Eddie, if you were a, uh, if you were an NFL
1: player back in the day, what would you? What position would you have played? Well, when I was growing up, to be quite honest with you, and this is I'm not embellishing. I, I was an athlete. People, I played all sports. Okay, I was probably better at baseball. All the way up until I was maybe a junior in high school, uh, and I just decided I'm gonna give it up. I could have played baseball in Illinois, believe it or not. Oh yeah, I could have. Yeah. So I, I gave it up because I I didn't see too many six foot seven, six foot eight third basemen, and mm-hmm. that's what I played. You know who else played baseball at six foot six? Right, well, a lot of guys did, <laughs> but they didn't play third base. They didn't play third base. And <laughs> yeah, he, is. well, don't don't get me started on the baseball. All right, they was they would like lobbing the ball up to him so he can hit a home run. Yeah, come on, you know, you know what's going on. I got, you, got on. you. Cause he was paying for the bus. He's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just messing with MJ. I love MJ, people. I'm just giving a hard time. But uh, baseball was my sport until I kept growing and I gave it up. So football, I did play quarterback. Believe it or not, okay. I quit uh, as a freshman in high school because we were playing a summer league. Game, and not summer league, but in the winter, we were playing in the winter, and it wasn't high school, I was like on some kind of AAU team or whatever it was. Anyway, it was before the football season it was getting ready to start. And I was thinking about going out for football and I changed my mind. This dude had me on the offensive line, and it was cold. I'm playing against these big country fed dudes, man. They were knocking the stew out of me. I quit at halftime. <laughs> I walked home. Coach said, well, I'm not driving you home. I said, don't worry about it, I'll walk. <laughs> I'm done. But I would have probably played quarterback or wide receiver. Okay. Yeah. Hey, why, you would have been all right, wide out, six foot seven. Yeah. Just Harold Carmichael. You, you know, well, I remember that. Mike White, University of Illinois, begged me to go out and play football because back then I was, you know, I was 230, 235. I was ripped. Ripped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ripped. I'm not kidding you. I mean I used to shock myself sometimes was Oh was like my Damn, God. they make people like that but anyway <laughs> he tried to get me to play football man he said seriously you don't have to practice much I put a red jersey on you I just want to use you on goal line situations mm-hmm. I thought about it yeah I'm sure Lou Henson said Eddie no <laughs> no you're not doing it and I am like okay Lou you got a point yeah so I'm, I'm pumped up. I think Bears are going to draft an offensive lineman. Okay. You know, I'm a Bear fan. Okay. All due respect to Cardinal fans, I, I love the Cardinals. I watch them but I'm a Bear the I Bears.
0: You. I feel you. That's where you came from. That's all good. Uh, it'll be fun. But you can join us out at Four Peaks today as the uh, the crew, the PHNX Cardinals crew, breaks it all down live. Uh, oh, I'm uh, li- in. Live I'm breakdowns. In. Yeah, I'm you can in. tune in on YouTube, or you can be there in person and enjoy some beverages from our friends at Four Peaks. <sighs> I'll it'll be, be fantastic. watching Atlanta and Boston tonight. Ah, uh, yeah, that should be good. Who you got in on that one? Who you think is going? You uh, think Atlanta's got Atlanta? It? Oh, so you think it's going to go Game Seven?
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Could you imagine? If the Hawks somehow take this series, you would have the Bucs and the Celtics both out in the East, and all hell will have officially
1: broken loose. Jason, Ta- Jason Tatum's got to play well tonight. He's, yeah. he's been struggling. Yep. If he plays well, they'll win.
0: That's what they said last year against the Warriors, too, and he didn't. Yeah. So, That's true. Uh, I would have played quarterback. I did play quarterback you, in high you, school. I mean, you look you like know, a quarterback. Like, like I,
1: you know, like a fullback I, too. though. Sure. Well, right now I do. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna lie about that. I me, borderline offensive line. For, you know? I'm, too, I'm too
0: short for that. I'm still. I'm <laughs> only two fifty, so like you know, I, I get run over if I was the offensive. line. You got me by sure. both. 14. Pounds. Yeah, because I probably don't eat like you either. So I'm <laughs> probably a little <laughs> sloppy in that regard. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of Outside Shots. As always, you can join us every Thursday at 9.30 usually. Well, we'll be back on that schedule soon. Uh, probably next week.
1: Uh, but Eddie's done Sun's for the on Saturday <laughs> now. We don't know the time yet. Okay. Uh, no, we don't know. But Saturday. Saturday at either 5 or 7 p.m. 5 yeah. p.m., 7 p.m. Pacific time. Maybe we can get Eddie to show up to one of these uh, post-game shows.
0: We I might. Know. We'll see. We'll I see. might. You, you uh, going to have food? <laughs> yes, I, I, of yeah, of I we just have get old. I mean, uh, we have actual food in the evening. You just got to be here that late. Uh, you can follow
1: my guy at JumpShotA on Twitter, and you can listen to SiriusXM NBA Radio, the NBA Today Show on Pacific Time, 1 to 4, 5 days a week. Check it out. Appreciate you all joining us. Follow me on Twitter at
0: Saul underscore Bookman for a good time. Come back next week. Peace.